Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You can tell our friends and they can have my things when we're dead. Boys, 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 welcome to the Boys Cast, the first podcast exclusively for the boys. We're just out here showcasing male artists, and today we have Sam Tripoli. Now, this is guy, legendary, legendary, uh, you know, Los Angeles comedian, you know, regular at the comedy store for years. He's been in the game doing cool ass shit forever, and he's the host of the uh, Tinfoil Hat with Sam Tripoli and a bunch of other stuff, but... A lot of times when I touch on the conspiracy stuff, a lot of people think it's pretty cool and want me to go deeper. So this was, I even mentioned, I like having a guy that kind of knows the scoop. So I was able to ask him some of the questions. But we also talked about real stuff, like all of the stuff that's going down with um, all the Los Angeles comedians right now and everyone getting canceled. And he's there in the mix. These are like his friends. So it's qu- kind of cool to hear his take when he actually knows these people and it's not just like hearsay. Um, he, he told me at the beginning, he goes, I only have... Uh, an hour when we were scheduling because he had something else after so I tried to keep it to an hour to be like respectful but then afterwards we ended up dicking around for like another uh, 15 minutes at the end so that was cool um, if I also have another podcast that I just released a solo episode uh, patreon.com slash the boys cast and I set up the discord uh, for at the at the boys cast so if you if you are uh, join the patreon you are in the discord and people are starting to chat it's starting to get busy we're having some convos over there at the boys cast patreon um on top of that i'm doing uh sam tripoli's club august 15th i think i mentioned it in the podcast but it's the dojo in new jersey so that's the first time i'm coming back to do an hour of uh me bombing for an hour no it wasn't like that, I, I, that there was a part of me that's like Oh, comedy. I'm going to come back and I'm going to stink. And then I did two or three shows around here and I was like, no, I got it. I just had to remember some of my jokes. It was actually refreshing because I've been doing all these videos and podcasts and stuff. And I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. And then I did stand up and I was like, oh, yeah, I think I'm better at this. I think this, I think this is the thing that I'm the best at. So that was cool to be back in the game and I'm going to do hours. Clubs are starting to open up. And when things are popping off, I'm going to be doing tours and all that stuff. So other than that, without further ado... This is my conversation with the man, the legend, Sam Tripoli. Locked and loaded. Locked. Loaded. How are you, brother? Good. Thanks for making the time. I know you're busy as hell right now, eh? Thank you, dude. But yeah, dude, no problem. I, I do. I mean, I'll talk about it. I think your work is so great, dude. I think what you're doing, you're right up there with like Tim Dillon and you guys are doing great fucking shit, dude. Thanks, buddy. No, I know. I was so sick that... um you know, when I just being new in New York and people like you sharing it, because I told you this, but the comedy club that was my spot that I went to seven times a week, and we're started by the way, if that's cool with you. But, oh, we'd started? Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, why not? Man, right? I love that. Fuck it. We're in yeah, it. Anyways, yeah. what well, I said about black people and Jews, I didn't mean. <laughs> Anyways, can we delete that? Yeah, 500,000 ah, tops faggots. was the quote. What? What? 500,000 tops was the quote, I believe you said. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, dude, but dude. the guy. 
Joe Ticino, he'll think this is so cool because I'm telling you, dude, when I first, when I was doing that club, you were like his guy and he was in all the death squad message boards and he kind of like followed you guys around to some shows and stuff. So when he brought you to Niagara Falls, he's like, the, he's like your biggest fan. Well, thank you. Joe's great, dude. I think he banged my uh, next, uh, my co-host, but no, <laughs> possibly. I don't know. Hey, but dude. the whole thing is this, dude. It's the like death squad was amazing. I think at some point there's going to be a story done on it by somebody, a movie, a doc, something. About how many like, of you are getting canceled? Well, yeah, I, well, I mean, like, that will be part of the story as well, man, about yeah. this, this tree of Rogan that has been, like, kind of they're trying to cut down all the branches. But I think people have wised up to it, and that's why the Callum thing kind of fizzled very quickly. And people are like, oh, come on, dude. I mean, it's so obvious what what you're doing but before we get into all that i just want to say man honestly that that video you put out is probably the best political comedy i've seen in a long time dude i mean thanks buddy it really is it was so well done and it's it's why things like the daily show are dying because they're they're not going into the dangerous waters and that's that was so well done it's like it, it, a, a whole team of people couldn't put out something that well that you and you and I, I don't know if the gentleman was in the video with you, helped you write it. But no, I just write it. I write and edit them all. But dude. he's like a super funny guy. One of the one of the jokes was from his act, actually. The, he does this on stage, but he says, uh, people of color. Well, we call them people of color. Or we call them people of color as long as we're classifying them. He actually does that on stage. So that was No, mine. it's really funny, dude. And it's like it's your uh, racist and uh, uh, woke are the same. It's so true. And just nobody pumps the brakes on these people at all. And it yeah. cracks me up. So when there's some original people like you and uh, you know my ego will throw me in with that as well. Oh you know, hell yeah! Uh, of course you are. I, people just like they resonate with it and they just call it. Uh, oh, you're so unique. It's like no, it's just honesty, man. And yeah, it's just it's just like, dude, I really love what you do and I think it's great. Thanks, dude. You are right though. It's like. People a lot of times are connecting with someone that just isn't lying for once. You know what I mean? Because you listen to so much stuff and you go, I just know I'm watching a fucking commercial right now. Dude, what we're watching right now with Ellen is like the exposing of a system that just really uh, rewards uh, often uh, uh, rewards uh, basically lying, uh, yeah. uh, uh, being uh, a cutthroat, backstabbing to get to where you want to be. And it's, we're just seeing it all exposed right now. This, you know, this fucking male toxicity bullshit that we heard, right. where is anybody talking about uh, lesbian toxicity or gay toxicity? What, what Ellen is, Ellen's from the Bay area. And I don't know if you know this, but the Bay area, all those comics really funny. Most of them trust fund kids, most of them private school kids. And at some point Ellen, and there's this whole discussion that she's either a Rockefeller or a Rothschild, when you go far back, uh, she got she got pushed forward very quickly, and uh, she never really got that a chin check that comes you know with when you talk shit you get hit. And right. I'm not condoning hitting women in any way, or anyone <laughs> should hit uh, Ellen. I mean, if a meaty lesbian wants to go and give her a fucking reality check, I wouldn't hate it. Okay. I, I used to do a joke day, that I said that uh, the reason why lesbians have the most domestic violence because you're fighting over who gets to wear the brush cut. <laughs> yeah, right. It's just true. And like, she just got pushed forward. And I see it happen all the time when you don't stumble and you're just pushed to the front of the line. Nobody checks that thought that you are the chosen one. 
right. and you just scorch the earth when you should be like, dude, how great is my life? Yeah. I got it all and be a happy person, spread love. You just get angrier and angrier because there's just something isn't right about it. And you're there lying is- and you know you're lying. And yeah, now, because you aren't even yourself at anymore. So. Sure, you're saying she's not like, because uh, well, a lot of these people, you never see anyone that made the best stuff pop off like really, really quick. Because if you pop off really quick, you haven't been around long enough to have your own, you know, sense of what you do and what you should do and your own morals. So they kind of, you get influenced so easily when you're, you know, if you're a comedian that's 24 years old and it all happens so quick and everyone tells you what to do and then you listen to them. It happens to musicians. It happens to everyone. Failure is the admission for success. And some people succeed without it. And I'm telling you, Ryan, I'm telling you, brother. I've learned this in life. At some point, you gotta you gotta pay your bill, okay? Right. In life, you stumble, right? This is the stumble, and it happens to everybody. Some people, it happens early. For me, I call that the two thousands to about two thousand eighteen. I'd say that that was me paying my bill. I was just because you had stuff early. Dick. The whole time. I mean, literally, I'm 47 years old, brother, and yeah. probably till about 43. Uh, up until 43, I was I was just trending and trying to uh, stay in the not game. Drown, you know. Right, but you, but like early on, it feels like you were. Yeah, you know, I mean, you've been kind of part of the Hollywood, you know, uh, talked about class, if that makes sense, for a long time, right? And then, I mean, I, I, I came up with these guys, but the level of success, I didn't, I didn't feel any of it until what I, I'm very happy with my career. Some people could look at like, compare me to uh, these other guys be like, dude, no, but I'm very happy with I, where I am. But yeah. that's only in the last like three years, I was always with these guys, you know, and you know, like, I, who was your like been, main crew coming up that, well, who did I, who did I like, I mean, like. Joey Diaz. Yeah. Uh, Rogan was, you know, successful when I got picked up at the comedy store. But, uh, you know, Joey Diaz, Stephen Azizi. Um, who else is in it? Brett Ernst, Maz Jabrani, Sebastian Maskelko. We used to co-headline uh, comedy clubs together. Oh, We'd yeah. go out. And whoever had the headline, the last, like, half an hour is act, they just eat a dick because the crowd laughed so hard during the <laughs> yeah, whoever went up. up first. And most of their act that by the time they got up, they were tired of laughing. They just couldn't laugh anymore. Yeah. And uh, so who else? Uh, I mean, I go down the list. Steve Renazizi, good friend of mine. Uh, Chris D'Elia. I mean, I'm older than these guys, but, you know, Chris D'Elia, Brian Callen. Um, who else it, is there? Out of context, uh, it just sounds like you're listing off people that are in trouble right now. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it is crazy. Yeah. And, you know, for me, it's all about Rogan and that he doesn't play ball and they're really angry at it. But it's like, you know what, we're seeing it with political correctness right now, brother. It's rules for thee and not for me. That's what they're doing right now. And yeah. it's it's being exposed, man. And what you're doing right now is the fucking best. Fuck these theater dorks. They're all theater yeah, yeah. dorks. The suits are losing their power. They fucking hate it. That's the Drives reason why they're crazy. going after this clan of podcasters. I know. I mean, I, I've been saying that forever that like it's it's insane that they lost control of the press tour. You know what I mean? At one point you make a movie and you go, okay, we'll put you on this. We'll put you on this. We'll put you on this. And now all of those things they put you on, no one cares. And everyone's like, okay, but can I get on fucking Rogan? Like if I did three late night appearances, I would have got less followers than I went when I did tinfoil hat with you. You know what I mean? 
you know, uh, uh, what was it? Mark Norman had done like Conan. Yeah. Uh, uh, did all these things. Had an hour special. Went on Rogan changed back. the game. Right? An hour special. No, no. This was his first hour special on Comedy Central. Yeah. And like Sundays was empty. And, and that's nothing against Mark Norman. He's a fucking murderer amongst murderers at comics. But oh, he's the best. That was, that was more about like that that old model. And, yeah. you know. And it's just like the problem is that the suits got too strong and yeah. they just, they stopped instead of, you know, they went from like stand up comedy, dude, is so, and tell me to shut up if I'm talking too much. No, stuff. no, of course not. Stand up comedy is the closest thing to sports, dude. It yeah, is like 100%. you got to get the results or you're garbage. And what the suits tried to do is they tried to say, fuck you, we're the kingmakers. Yeah. They literally believe that they put a pile of shit on television that people would worship that pile of shit. This and is it where went you to lie. their heads. You yeah, it's like if McDonald's just being like, you know what, we're not even going to put buns on anymore. Like, here's your fucking patties. And you're like, yeah, go, go to somewhere else. <laughs> you know, I can make food at home. I can go to that restaurant down the street. It doesn't have to be a fucking chain restaurant. They're like, here's your pop. We just pissed in it. Yeah, 100%. And that's what TV did for a very long time. It got overly political. It stopped caring about and what one the consumer side, thought. What's that? And one side. It's like, you know, I mean, it's not even like they got political. They weren't even political commentator shows. They were political pundits, essentially, for a side. Well, you know what's so interesting is like um, Barack, it's like Trump changed a lot of things, but Barack Obama changed a lot of things because, you know, the the political correct, the, 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 um, the political comedy that Hollywood like really peaked during George Bush, man, really peaked. Right. It was like this fucking evil piece. The of Green shit. Day era, you know? Yeah, the Green Day. Green era, Day's you nine know? albums about Bush. Yeah, right. And I was like, yeah, and like even like one of my favorite bands, like uh, Rage Against Machine. Like I right now, Rage. they're really quiet, and I'm like, where are you, dude? I mean, we have this thing going on. Tom Morello comes out every now and then saying Trump's bad, but. You know, well, I mean, and then it's like, okay, Trump's bad. What about what these Democratic mayors and governors are doing right now? Like, yeah. where are you saying, like, stop shutting everything down? The suicide rate is going crazy. Give people a chance to fight for their shit. Where is that? You don't hear any of it because it was so much easier when everybody thought the Democrats were the little people and the Republicans were for the big business. And now it's all foobar, dude. And yeah. it's like, everyone's got to be, people hate thinking. They hate For it. Sure. They fucking hate it. They love this guy good, that guy bad. It was so much easier that way. But the whole thing's foobar now because they can't control the narrative. The rise of the Karens is because the news doesn't control the fucking world anymore. And yeah. they didn't want to go after white women because white women had the most purchasing power out of any group in, in the United States. They've done studies of it. Women are 70% of purchases. They have saying 70% purchases. White women from ages like 13, to, and they're not women, they're girls there, but 13 to like 35 have more money spent on them than any other demographic. Yeah. Right? And then, so yeah, they did like, fuck it, with them. So to keep those guys in, they just, you know, they kept telling them things that they want to hear, but then they lost their vouch. Kind of like, a, you know, at a comedy club, if you're like, yo, this guy, we, we care what he thinks. He always brings us the good guy. And then you bring one clunker. All right. If the last nine guys you brought here, you know, I, I don't care if you're fucking Joe Rogan. If you brought me nine comics that suck balls, eventually you're like, all right, we got to stop listening to this guy. He yeah, doesn't know sure, how to pick dude. him. 
Well, they didn't want to demonize white women because they buy everything. So, and then if, you know, you've been to comedy clubs, nobody personalizes every joke more than a white woman. Every joke you, they think is somebody they met in their life and they get offended on their behalf. And right. oh, my uncle knew a midget. And if that midget was here, they'd be really upset. You're like, well, he's not here. Calm the fuck down. You'd stop getting offended. On, that's how good your life is going. You got to get offended on somebody else's behalf. Yeah, dude, white women are getting it right now. I was actually doing a, I was going to do a sketch about with white women and get like a, some of the funny New York comics, but a white women, a PSA to start hating white men again. <laughs> Just- well, you know, I'm cool that because that whole 70 cents on the dollar thing was cycle, it was done purposefully so that they could detach white women from white guys, move them over to the oppressed group. Yeah. And then they could go, oh, yeah, yeah. And then that whole thing fell apart. And then the internet came, and now white women are getting what white guys got. And it's yeah, just yeah. like... And the whole thing that's very funny about this Wuhan virus, how Asians were just like, you know, they, we're Asians. This is the Chinese government. It's not the same thing. We're different things. I'm like, yeah, welcome to being a white guy on Twitter and the American government, right? Because, like, <laughs> white guys and the U.S. government were just clumped together, and some redneck who can't read suddenly is like this power structure monster that is fucking making all these horrible decisions. That's the beauty of this. It's like, when, like they keep getting exposed for for their hypocrisy. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it is It is funny, and they're sort of noticing it, and they're like, well, we're not that bad. You're like, yeah, they aren't either. Like, yeah. Exactly. Stop pointing fingers and trying to, to blame everything on someone. It's like the the oldest trick in the book of, like, let's just pick a group and make them. I mean, that's what they used to do to fucking black dudes. You know what I mean? They go, For sure. oh, what, what are all your problems? It's their fault, you know? So they're always, the media is always this part of that, like, oh, this is who we're going to, you know, we're going to pick someone and blame everything on them. There's a famous saying that the, the mainstream media is billionaires paying millionaires to convince the middle class that the lower class is all their problems yeah that's exactly what it is so if you think when you like look at all this stuff i know that i'm just yelling at you you're like dude, welcome to sam yelling at ryan for dude everyone <laughs> loves fucking listen to yell that's good dude, my I, my friend my uh ex used to always say when you and your friends get together it's just eight guys yelling at the top of their lungs <laughs> i call it yelling I, I you know it's a good podcast when you're screaming at each other in agreement yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't think anyone disagreed, but they're all really angry. <laughs> yeah, right. But with the, you know, because you always have like somewhat of like the conspiratorial angle. I mean, that's like at least what Tim Foyle had is. So when you hear about all this stuff with, with Rogan, where it's, you know, everyone under him is like systematically going down, you know, the natural instinct is to be like, I don't know if it's a, like when people say that, like, oh, white men should die. And you're like, I don't know, that's a conspiracy. And then you see a girl tweet, white men should die. And you're like, I mean, it's kind of right there, <laughs> whatever. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, but I do you I, think, what, you know, to what extent is this actually uh, I don't know what the right word is, but like choreographed where they actually are, you know. I, Ryan, I've been talking about this since they, they clipped Chris D'Elia, which was what, a month ago? Yeah, I you've mean, been in just, the trenches the last little bit. <laughs> well, I was like, I was like, when they went after Joey Diaz, I'm like, oh, oh, they're going after Rogan. Because For sure. Jo- yeah. Joey Diaz had nothing to do with that. And uh, Chris D'Elia was the low hanging fruit to get to Cal and Shop and the rest of those guys. That's how they had to get in. And, uh, I knew it It came out right when he started talking about Joe Biden isn't fit for presidency and they freaked out. He wouldn't put, he wouldn't put Joe Biden on his podcast. He wouldn't put Elizabeth Warren on his podcast and that freaked him right. out. Man. And, and yeah. it's just like, 
Buddhists talk about how it only takes 1% of the population to change the mass think, the group think. Okay. And uh, how many people does Joe Rogan meet? I mean, there's 300 and uh, 330 million people in LA, uh, in, in LA, but in uh, in America, how many, um, how many listeners does opinion? Joe Rogan get? Like, yeah, an episode. I mean, it's got to be over one percent of the population, and and that's the biggest podcast out there. And so he's he, he, he can affect like the group think, and that scares the shit out of them. Oh, for sure. I guess more what I'm saying is, you know, it's kind of like the whenever a lot of times you um, conspiracy theories seem fishy or whatever. Like, let's say even with 9-11, like a lot of it goes back to the idea where, you know, I know you've probably gone back and forth on your opinion on that. I think of what happened. But there's a part of you that's like some of the I only go deeper. Yeah, yeah. You go more deep. But I guess the where you sort of be like, I don't know, because there go. Is the government capable? You go to the, any government office and you're like, these people are fucking retards. And then so, you know, that's where it sometimes falls apart. You're like, the orchestration, I go, so, you know, we can talk about that in a second, but to back to the Rogan thing, it's like, so what does this look like? You know what I mean? Is it the actual people that are working for these parties, you know, finding girls? Like, how does it, what would the actual like, logistics of these things look like? Well, you know, here's the whole thing. The, the girl who kicks this all off is the first girl to accuse Crystalia. And she was a DNC intern. That's when oh, I go, okay. oh, fuck, something's here. Because she lists like her accomplishments. And the first one was an intern for the DNC. And then, you know, I saw all these girls come forward. And then I started seeing these tweets. Getting, and they were all like, I was 21. And I thought it'd be funny if I hit him up. You're lying. You want to dig right. down from the king. Okay. I live in Earth. Okay. I live on Earth where women. <laughs> Steve-O said this a very long time ago. He goes, women want to fuck famous men more than men want to fuck women and just think about that statement yeah how I mean, powerful true, yeah. famous dick is you know that's like, what a lot like, of these uh you know comics or people that are you know kind of nerdy comics and and then they see that and they're like oh what girls are just like trying to fuck them all the time and you're like yeah not for you but for him yes <laughs> But then they get the power. See, what we're seeing is this whole this thing with that the that the that the industry did, which was uh, push nerds forward. They, there was a time where you couldn't tell if you were industry <laughs> or talent. They looked exactly like it was right. like an army of Elvis Costellos were fucking everywhere, right? Yeah. And but these guys never got girls ever, ever, yeah, yeah. ever. Okay? All the way back to pussy. <laughs> so they never knew how to deal with these girls. So even though they're famous, they're not that pretty. And sometimes they want a girl, and the girl's like, I don't know. And he's, they just don't know. Like, like they, the they watch <laughs> Japanese animation for? porn forever. They think girls like eels in their v- fucking vajayjays. And they think that's, how, that's what sex is all about. And they just can't handle the power. It's like this thing where it's like, you know, I, 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 you know, on my podcast a lot, I'll, I'll find somebody, some random person, right? Now, and we'll be hanging out, and I'll be like, dude, you're great. You should be on my podcast. And they come on my podcast, right? And they just go nuts. They just, right. they're, not, they're not built for, even at the smallest levels of my podcast, built for that kind of fame. It just blows them. They can't yeah. handle it. It is a lot. Under- I mean, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, but there, you know, now, but there was a time where we like, uh, there was like 5,000 people. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, fuck, all my friends get hundred thousands. I'm getting five. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? But even then these people's heads would explode because <laughs> I call it when the puppet thinks they're a real boy. 
boy, right? And you're like, okay. Uh, they just can't handle it. It's the same thing with these nerds, man. They get all this power and they don't know how to talk to women and they, yeah. they just go to like, because I believe everybody has a dictator inside them. And that's why yeah. you do like spiritual work is like to get away from that knuckle dragging caveman shit to yeah. be like Zen. But even they're just beta dictators. That's all it is. They all <laughs> want to be. I mean, dude, look at the Ellen is like the example of like how much hypocrisy Hollywood is. I mean, you got a 60 year old lesbian dancing with kids. Why her <laughs> gay producer is just trying to fucking hump every boy on the fucking set like a dog that hasn't been neutered and we're supposed to worry about male toxicity dude yeah it's crazy well, yeah there and there's also this thing with those like you can imagine how if you were like some nerdy dude then you finally get super famous and you're like oh i'll get all the girls and then the girl like wants to fuck some you know dude that's playing at joe's tavern for fucking you know two dollars a night and you're like what the fuck did i even do this for and they also say and then they play the victim the, the funniest thing that i've noticed lately is when a lot of these guys, they'll go, oh, these guys are bullies and that's their energy. And they're making that analogy that because people are making fun of them. And you're like, well, no, the analogy is you're the nerd and this guy's the jock, but you're trying to have him suspended all day, every day. Like, yeah. You're leaving out that part where you went to the fucking principal and tried to have him expelled for something that had nothing to do with you. Now he hates you. But no one, the people like, you know, everyone's adults in this fucking industry. And most of the people that are, you know, confident dudes are pretty nice people, to be completely what honest. What you're talking about, dude, is basically the equivalent equivalent of bumper bowling okay i used to i come from bowlers long bowlers and my family had just bowling murderers they were bowling murderers and they would take on these teams where the teams were so bad they had to put bumpers in and they'd get all this like handicap because they were trying to level the playing field that's right. all political correctness is is at some point people realize they can't compete so instead of going oh, i'm just not good enough they try to change the game Yes. So these rules are set so that they can compete in these rooms. Okay. Like when people talk about vulgar comedy, they just hate it because they can't do it well. Yeah, I know. So they want these, like, you know, and like Portland's notorious for these, like, you know, and I got nothing against trans people, dude. I really don't care. Live your, I'm not into yeah, like, oh, dude, let's get rid of the trans agenda bullshit. I mean, they're the most powerless human beings probably in America. I mean, they're the most marginalized people in the world. And, but they create these, open mics where their comedy succeeds but once yeah, you sometimes it's not there, even it, them that created it it's like you know some like 20 year old college chick that created it for them yeah it's uh, it's so crazy but it's just like they try to create this atmosphere in which or this environment where they where they're listen people want to outlaw a world uh, a world that has their uh weaknesses and and, and, and bit, hold on. what's what's the saying i always say it's like people want to outlaw their their weaknesses and uh and and basically uh, uh, power their strengths. They want I mean, to that is the move. That's, that's what you do when you're picking up chicks. It's like if you're a you know guy that's not good at sports. I mean, you would be like all oh, the fucking sports or whatever. I mean, that is a, a power move. Like to be honest, yeah, that is how you do it. But it can become toxic. I think, like you're saying, yeah. It's just like, dude, it's like I used to watch Chris D'Elia just go up on stage and crush and girls would just swoon on him. And then they, they, love him, they would come and just they would literally present themselves. I'm not even kidding when I say that. Yeah. Did you ever watch Enter the Dragon? I know a couple of chicks in Toronto that smashed D'Elia. 
Yeah. I, I, how about that one girl's like, yeah, I was just joking. And then I went to his hotel and yeah. he was like, come up. I was like, no way. I was like, dude, respect. It's like, dude, you're such a liar and you look so dumb. You look, yeah. And I just want to say something. Listen, man, if you've been sexually assaulted, ladies, please go to the police. Go to the police. No girls go listen to this podcast. Law you're, enforcement. You're yelling down a well. Yeah, go to law <laughs> enforcement. But I also want to tell you, if your career hasn't worked out and a, a reporter calls you and asks you if anyone did blah, 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 your career isn't going to get back on track by making up stories. It's helped a few. <laughs> what? It's helped a few careers. Who? Who? Who's blown up like that? Dude, there's definitely been some uh, Who? comics. Where? Name me one. Like, dude, name me. I mean, Amber Heard is probably the closest to making up a story, and now she's getting kneecapped for being. Oh, I'm, a cunt. I'm not saying some of them it didn't come back to haunt them, and the you know, anytime you take shortcuts, it's always gonna come back to haunt you. But like, you know, the girls that started me too or whatever. Like, there's a lot of people that you know, kind of that became their brand. You know, yeah, the, that's it. You make money in outrage, but where's that go? That goes nowhere. Yeah, and you like box yourself in to a crazy degree. And nobody wants to work with you because they think you're the snitching cunt. That's why. So what happens with these guys? Okay, so, you know, there was there was Cal and, uh, you know, they're trying to go for Diaz. It was Delia and, you know, whatever all of these things are. So what's going on right now, do you think? Like, you kind of know these guys. Are they are they like fucked? Is it they disappear for a year and then come back? Is it like the Louis I, thing? Like, I, what, what happens now? I think the best thing to happen to Chris D'Elia was this Cal and stuff coming out and everybody realizing, oh, dude, this is just all full of shit. Yeah. This is just amazing. Listen, dude, I, I, I did a whole video on this. You know, the comedy store, the walls whisper. Okay? I, watched, yeah, I watched that. Yeah. You know what everybody's doing? And it's like people go, well, why didn't you say something? Because if you, if you take a shot and you miss, you're fucked, okay? You are fucked. Yeah. So you kind of kind of wait till there's this groundswell and everybody moves together as one. Everybody knew that Louis C.K. did that. Tig Nagaro's a cunt, and she acted like she didn't know fucking anything. She knew everything while she was cashing checks, okay? Right. She knew the whole thing about what Louis C.K. Because she made, she like, a kid. show with him and all that stuff. Like, yeah, and then so she knew it. Up. She's just a hypocritical cunt, and we see that a lot in fucking Hollywood. So everyone Aziz Azari was an asshole. The reason everybody pushed back, uh, real people pushed back on Chris Hardwick because that wasn't him, and that's why his he's was back wild, to working. Dude, he's you know his girl basically saying his was like the Johnny Depp thing where he's like, oh, he was like uh, verbally abusive and all that stuff, and then it turns out she was like completely that. She literally used it to promote some dumb fuck movie that she had in some like independent, uh, some independent uh, film festival. Yeah. I could not believe that. It was so obvious. So he's <laughs> back because it was such a lie. Aziz Azari treated everybody like shit. That's why this came out. He treated everybody like... There's a very famous story of Aziz Azari uh, kicking all the local comics out of a green room at a, at a comedy festival. Right, kicking so them all fucking out. Bill Burr <laughs> walks up going, what are, what are you guys doing? Uh, Aziz kicked us all out. He's like, fuck that. And he brought them back in because Bill Burr is a real G. Yeah, but that's, yeah, he that's is. Aziz Azari. He's exactly what we're talking about. He's he's in that Ellen mode, right? But but yeah. hands up if you're a lady. Said, <laughs> but but what that girl said wasn't real. Like it, it, I mean, he should have seen it in my eyes. Get the fuck out of here. Right? I actually know someone that knows the girl who broke the Aziz story or whatever, and she said that the magazine was uh, 
like as she didn't she kind of like felt bad about it after the fact and it was like her first month working there or whatever and the magazine like pressured her super hard like we have to push this this is what you do as a journalist like you take people down they kind of said that and she was like I don't and she she sort of had regrets about the whole thing because she felt like uh, she was like bullied into sort of doing this well you know I, I have weird feelings on that one because I don't think anybody should lose their career but I do like a chin check that was the cosmos chin check in that motherfucker yeah he, he treated people like shit man you're right treated- but like you know I, i'm sure you've kind of said that yeah you've already said this but it's like it doesn't make it like rape you know what i mean it's not it's There's not this at other all thing too where you know obviously the purpose of all this stuff is to you know make people scared and it's fucking working like you know people well, are if fucking i see scared. another guy if i see another white male comic put out guys we gotta be better what do you mean what are you talking about dude i, I mean dude every time we do a show we gotta get a girl on here we have to do it we have to put a woman on the show yeah. that's how we do it dude that's how we do it, man. I think, dude, so I want to just finish. Chris D'Elia, Brian Callen, I think they'll come back. I think people realize after a while that um, that this was just something else. I think Brian will have a much easier chance than Chris because Chris kind of got the blunt of it because he right. was the first one. Uh, I don't think Jeffrey Ross is coming back. Je- what? Well, also, just to go back to Chris, it seems like there's also another thing with D'Elia where he – people like couldn't we were salivating to get him down too right so it's like one of those things where they're like oh crystalia is taken down they're like here's the thing and they're like i don't even care what the thing is let's go you know what i mean 100 percent. they couldn't wait to bring him down 100 percent. and listen dude like i said the comedy store whispers wall the the comedy store walls whisper okay and i never heard anything about underage girls not saying it's not possible but never heard anything about that. I just heard that he he basically fucked all of Hollywood. He basically yeah, dropped dick on every dick. chick <laughs> around, okay? And that pissed some people off. Now, he has some weird quirk, and I won't get into that because that's his story, and he, he's taking enough shit. But it's nothing illegal. Big actouts, that's the quirk. <laughs> yeah, he likes to do, like, some medieval, like, Renaissance shit in bed. It's all weird shit. Everything's that's a scene hilarious. from Game of Thrones, right? It's very weird. Uh Callen, I've asked everybody, everybody, did you ever hear a story about Callen raping anybody? Universally, 100%, no. Callen is a poon hound, but Callen's one of those guys that likes to court chicks. Right. And to be honest with you, that's kind of what I mean. I like women going, yeah, let's have sex. I'm like, I can't believe this chick is fucking, <laughs> she, you know? Like, that's what he's in. He's not this guy. And the, the fact that there's female, I, I looked at Amy Schumer, that fucking cow, and looked at her. Are you, all were her you cum. friends with her before this? What? Were you friends with her at one point? No, no. I, okay. I'm going to tell you something. Young Amy Schumer, and this could be said about anybody, but when young Amy Schumer just did, done, um, done uh, uh, Last Comic Standing, I mean, there was no, I've never seen like a more attractive female comic in my life. I mean, right. she was drop dead gorgeous. The internet turned on her though. <laughs> well, I think that's what a lot of this is about, about the Rogan shit is because he called her joke thief on her show. And now everywhere she goes, every comment is you're a fucking joke thief and she's angry. That's why she writes to the Brian Callen. Have a good day, Brian Callen. That's yeah. a fucking like, there's definitely boom. some, I, I think you're probably right. That is 70% that. And then there is this other percent where like people just get these fan bases. They're terrified of like when she, you know, when this stuff happened, there was probably 10,000 tweets at her being like, hello, Amy, like, let's go give your statement about how men are bad. And then she's like, 
I can either and they're sort of boxed into their own thing where they can either say uh, he's my friend and then everyone tells you you're the worst or there's no right well, answer. Here's it's a conspiracy. Rude. Her her cousin uncle is Chuck Schumer. He's DNC very deep. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. Crazy. He's he's been at Epstein's Island. So many of of her friends have been. Okay, at so Epstein's what's the Island. thing about? Okay, so I know how the flight logs came out and said some comedians are on it, and then yeah. I've heard some people be you know say that's true, and then some people are like, no, that's not actually the real flight logs. What's the what's the real scoop on that? I mean, dude, here's the thing: Barack Obama passed a a a a, a bill which basically legalized, they were doing it anyways, that the U.S. government could use propaganda on their on the, on the masses. It's now they could do it. And that's what you're seeing right now is something called nonlinear warfare. That's where the U.S., the powers that be, basically throw facts from every angle from both sides so you don't know what's coming or going. How would it be illegal before? Like, what would it, why would it be illegal before? Well, the whole notion that the U.S. government could legally lie to the to the population was oh. I would think most people tell you that yeah they don't do that and it's like right. yeah they do but now they legally can do it you know okay. what I'm saying they made it illegal to lie <laughs> yeah, right so so you know there's uh there's Kathy Griffin uh Michelle Wolf and that's a dangerous one because everybody loves Michelle Wolf in New York and just saying that name probably pisses some people off yeah, I saw they said she was on the flight logs why why are they bringing yeah. comedians to the to the island well, you know, I, I heard this a long time ago from some people, uh, someone that Jeffrey Epstein uh, used to have a brunch with New York City Comics. There was a bunch of them. And uh, really? he would have lunch with them. Yeah. Why, though? And, Is it because uh, the comedians can influence people? So he's like, yeah, probably, probably that. And pro everybody likes hanging out with comics, you know, and they you do. Know, yeah. Right. So it's like and it's like. I, I, dude, I'm going to tell you something, man, and I've been talking about this. Netflix, dude, is the TMZ. What TMZ is to reality stars, Netflix is to comics. And what do I mean by that? I don't know if you remember when um, uh, TMZ destroyed Tom Cruise, destroyed Angelina Jolie. Those were like $20 million opening brands when that What's was the Tom big... Cruise that did they destroy him with the when he was on the couch and stuff or that's yeah, destroying him yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and all the like and all the Scientology videos like man dude Elon right. Hubbard is my man you know and he's yeah. just going crazy everyone's Cruise like dude, was wild for a bit <laughs> and they went and nuts. so TMZ went like really hard on him is that the idea yeah and they destroyed the brand now outside of uh, mission not for me uh, they didn't possible nobody goes and sees tmz uh i mean nobody goes no sees, sees cruise tom cruise you know i mean hopefully uh you know top gun you know they might go see that and then angelina jolie same thing she was a huge brand they kneecapped her so all the how all did they the, kneecap her they just started putting out how what a crazy person she was yeah, you know okay. putting out her you know first of all the thing about her and brag pitt when she kind of went behind uh Jennifer Aniston's back. I don't know why I know all this, but I do. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, there's uh, the gossip So they corner. kneecapped her, and she stopped selling tickets. So the, the studios were like, fuck that, we're, and they bought TMZ. And now if you notice really? that TMZ becomes, that. it's all about reality stars. And what they do is they build these reality stars up into big things, and then when they need a scandal, they'll throw they'll them out, them and it's just disposable celebrities. That's what I think Netflix does with comedians. They build these comics up, make them names that you recognize because everybody sees their specials, they're selling out. And when they need a scandal, they just throw it out. I mean, I'm going to say something. 
if Chris D'Elia goes down, right, what is the brand that gets crushed? The Chris D'Elia brand. But any, 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 like, like the whole thing with Tom Hanks or Steven Spielberg that they're super protected because they're so attached oh, to I these see what giant you're saying. So brands. that's why he's disposable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're like, oh, we're going to take down uh, Johnny Depp. And they're like, we have Pirates Caribbean 645 coming out. So I don't yeah. think we're going to, that's not going to be happening, pal. <laughs> right. 100%. The guy, uh, Brian, I forget what his name is. He's a uh, director. He's been called a pedophile a thousand times, dude, by a thousand people. The guy's touched. Brian Singer. Brian Singer. Yeah. Right? I mean, over and over again, nothing's happened because he's he's attached to all these giant fucking franchises. But comedians, they build them up just big enough so everyone knows their name. And then, okay, throw him out. No brands get destroyed. Uh, that's why it's like, it is, I'm almost like, it feels like to me almost, you're like, oh, you got to want to stay out of that system. Like even recently, they were talking about SNL and they're doing the thing and people were like, you know, they want you to submit or whatever. And I was like, why? So I could get it and then they could take it away from me, like and ruin my life or what? Well, Shane Gillis see- was set up to fail, dude. Nobody yeah. talks about Saturday Night Live unless there's a scandal. And that's what they do. Yeah, so it does feel like all this stuff. So, okay, so then Jeffrey Ross, what's happening with him then, in your opinion? Because basically the well, is they're saying he dated a 15-year-old of whatever, 20. Oh, it's you know what the other thing that. is too, with all this stuff? It's like, okay, if you look at a group of people, and it's not like comedians are any different than athletes or any other group in terms of like how they deal with women or whatever, and you go, okay, 50% of these guys are, you know, a, a problem and need to be disappeared. You go, we might want to evaluate what, like, how we're thinking of what's bad if you think 50% of the people should be in jail, essentially. Dude, let me just tell you something. The demonization of sex is done purposefully because it's it's the old school only church thing. shit. Well, it's I I think it even goes. I mean, because it's the only want, weapon yeah, that works right now. Like all the other well, stuff, it's, it's the one thing that everybody does. That oh, okay. it's like if you do something weird with it, people get weirded out. Meaning, like if I only eat zucchini, right? People aren't gonna boycott my product because I only eat zucchini. If I only like dance backwards, no one's going to give a shit that I dance (laughs) backwards. But if I like to fuck my pillow at night, some people might be like, fuck that dude. He's a fucking weirdo. But it's the one thing everybody, it's like, it's like pooping, peeing, eating, breathing, right? Uh, And water and sex are the one things all of us for the most part do. And it's the one thing you can demonize because people be like, you're into like getting choked and spit on. Be like, dude, that's fucking weird. But I like to be called the N-word bet, which is true. So it's like, <laughs> really? <laughs> right? Yeah, it's this weird shit. Not by the have. girl, by the guy watching, but whatever. Yeah, right. That's the best part. <laughs> but um, so the point is, it's the one thing you could totally demonize. So it's been done on purpose to do that yeah so, it came at the same time as like you know we're gonna be all sex positive like all sex is amazing but also we're gonna like if you did anything like uh you know that wasn't like basically a church relationship a hundred years ago you're like you're fucked and you're like well, okay you know it's like take dwight howard right i got a joke about him he got busted banging trans i'm like dude if you have 10 kids by eight women you want to fuck something that doesn't come with a child support payment right but, so he <laughs> He bangs these trans, right? And then this trans comes out and I go, why are you guys cool with her coming out about this? This this basically plays into homophobia, mm-hmm. which is, you know, trans, oh, you're banging trans, you're 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 queer and blah blah blah. Why why is this a big deal? Why is TMZ running with this? Because this yeah. is like if I want to suck like five homophobia. girls' dicks, that's my business. <laughs> yeah, right? 
If you want to wear makeup and suck a couple dicks, as long as you're not hurting kids, which goes back to what Jeffrey Ross is. And yeah. the thing nobody's talking about is in that article, she talks about finding photos with girls with no pubic hair. That's, that's why I'm mad at Jeffrey Ross. I've known Jeffrey Ross for fucking years. I've right. known him for yeah, years, that's gotta man. Be the like, guy's well, been nice to guys. me. Yeah. What we're talking about is CP right here. But okay? were you in a fight? Were you, were you kind of against him on this one, like publicly? Oh, yeah. I, I'm the only one that talks about it. Mostly okay. because why is this guy getting a pass and Chris D'Elia's getting murdered? Brian right. Callen's getting murdered. And listen, dude, I have a sex addiction, okay? I have a really bad sex addiction. I go to fucking... Hello. I'm actually missing my sex addiction meeting right now to <laughs> do this podcast. You go to the right? meetings? Yeah, I, dude, 100. I, dude, I got to, dude. I got yeah. to fucking... Most of, my, most of my addictions all come from sex. Sex is the anchor and everything else you know, uh, does that. And well, so it's true. Cause I, if you're in that like pussy crushing game, you're like, well, I got a drink. I don't want to fucking crush. Dude, pussy. I, I started oh, being man. sexually at five. I got weird at five with the girls down the street. I mean, when you start at five, you start kicking the can pretty far down the road. Yeah. You know, it just, it just gets weird. You know, sort of another thing that comes with like eccentric people a little bit always. Right. Well, yeah. I mean like comics, like I, let me, I do jokes about this. Like when did we become these moral fucking high ground <laughs> characters? I mean, That's like comedy. Dude, right? I mean, fucking Richard Pryor smoked crack and beat his women, dude. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Paul Mooney fucked Richard Pryor's kid. I mean, like, <laughs> where is, you know, uh, uh, Sam Kansan showed up the comic store, shot it up with guns, dude. It's like, yeah, weird. outlaws. Jerry Seinfeld fucked a 17-year-old with the biggest tits on the planet. They were so big, everyone's like, those titties aren't fucking underage, right? <laughs> so it's like, who is that? Dude, Bill Cosby, who was at the point, the, the pinnacle of pure comedy, is in jail right now for uh, roofing chicks. I mean, like, where is that moral? And it's what it is. It's unfunny comics trying to take down people because if they think if they get rid of enough people, they can move up to somewhere. They can slide in there. I'm doing a video with Aaron Berg uh, this, this week, uh, Comedians Against Comedy. <laughs> dude, I'm totally down with that, dude. Isn't that good? Because it's new, so true. New organization of comedians that are... Uh... You know, hell have no fury like a white woman in her 40s with no kids that realize the career is not happening. They just want to scorch the fucking earth. Right. You know? Yeah, it's funny because I guess so, like, you know, to go back to, like, the stuff that you've been doing, you it is kind of funny because there's, like, all these things. Everyone's, you know, this guy said the wrong thing. We need to get this guy to a club. And you're kind of like... Your fight is like, yeah, but also there's like a, everyone here is fucking children. Can we talk about that, please? Yeah, right? I mean, like, that was my whole thing with Ross. It's just like, it's just like, why is it nobody talking about that? I, I talked to this one comic. I'm not going to say her name. But she's like, dude, if you accuse somebody of pedophilia, they could sue you. I go, you've literally done that with Chris D'Elia. What, yeah, yeah, what, what's the, the same difference thing. here? <laughs> And some people want to be like, oh, it's Jews, Jews, Jews. You know, you hear that? It's not. It, it's like, I just think. They're, like at the highest levels, pedophilia is the jump in. Like well, they always you know, like say, they, I always think it's kind of funny with that one specifically when people always kind of say, "Oh, it's a conspiracy, this and that," and you're like, "I mean, yeah." And it was three other times that was proven true: the Catholic Church, the British foster care service. So it's like, this has already happened a few other times and been proven true. So, so like, if I, I want to ask you something: in if how many cases in one year would you say would have to happen? For you to think something's going on with the Clinton Global Initiative, like, and this isn't this is conspiracy only. And this is cases that are like reported or cases that are like they, alleged or what? People were arrested. Let's say. Oh, okay. How many cases? Yeah, Big I mean cases, not just like dude on the street, you know, 
whacking off outside uh, <laughs> uh, near a, a school. Not that kind yeah. of creepy, but like straight up child sex trafficking. How many cases? Do okay, you think so and we're talking about like a group of like five or ten people or like his yep, administration. Yep, yep, yep. You would or, think or, or an organization yeah. or a high-ranking individual. Cases where it's like actually proven this happened. They I mean, were arrested, going to trial, okay. blah, mean, blah blah blah. And I some think were convicted. Where it's a others pattern, were if I was to like even use comedy logic, where you're like, this is a pattern for sure. Three. Okay. Right. Because in 2019 there were five. Yeah, so you know, three. You're so like, we had Nexium. Nobody yeah. talks about that. Nexium, Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Um, Whoever went pretty even your like my grandparents. Who, they're not uh, most of them are alive, but like those grandparents are like, yeah, Jeffrey Epstein did this. There El even Chapo. That much. People don't realize the case against El Chapo. That some of the some of the, the charges were child sex trafficking, oh. in which he gave twenty million dollars to the Clinton Global Initiative. Is the well? Is the El Chapo one? But. So is the El Chapa one child sex trafficking or is the El Chapa one like they have a bunch of fucking prostitutes and some of them are 16? Like, you know what no, I mean? I think, dude, I'm telling you, the currency. So I always say this, dude. Okay, so you say, yeah, because you're the saying The real money in life, the real shit that matters, dude, is I call it gods, okay? Yeah. Gold, oil, drugs, slavery. That's the real money. Everything else is disposable. Nike... Okay. You think Nike's important to somebody? The people who own Nike at the highest level, that's their like third or fourth, fifth bitch, okay? The yeah. real money is in gold, oil, drugs, like pharmaceuticals and yeah. illegal uh, narcotics. And sex slavery, uh, human trafficking, that's the real money in the trillions, in the yeah. trillions over time. So you think, yeah, that's ever, so what... Cause that's even when I think of Bill Clinton, you're like, but why? Why is this guy like he's the pre when he's the president? Why is he fucking selling kids? And you're you see, so you're saying it's just such a huge industry that they can't keep their grubby paws off of it. Well, it's like he was positioned there because he played ball. Like a lot of people don't right. Understand. So it's not like even the, it's not negotiable. It's like just so you know, like half of being the president is like trafficking kids. <laughs> the, well, I mean, like, and we can get into Trump and whatever he represents, but the truth of the matter is, it's like it's just like people don't realize that like all this coke that was coming in for the crack epidemic wasn't coming through Florida. It was coming through Arkansas, and he was the governor at that time, and like he was actually working with George Bush. So when we saw that epic battle between George Bush and Bill Clinton for the presidency, it wasn't two adversaries. It was like, no. if they won, the, the powers that be got their guy. And that's that's the whole thing. And, you know, it's like the Jeffrey Epstein stuff. And, you know, it's like people don't re realize there's actually uh, testimony or, or uh, interviews with uh, Jeffrey Epstein victims that were like, dude, Bill Clinton didn't even fuck around with us. He fucked around with the boys. And have you heard any talk about boys on Epstein's Island? Nope. Because right. that gets some real shit, dude. Jeffrey <laughs> Epstein is the Andy, excuse me, Bill Clinton is the Andy Dick of the White House. He just wanted to hit holes and just ask <laughs> yeah, questions later. What's the end? <laughs> Pussy and asshole hound, dude. That guy liked dudes, too. Uh, Bill Clinton? Well, dude, Bill Clinton. Okay, dude, you ready to get weird? I didn't, I didn't know that Bill Clinton was, uh, was putting it down in dudes' asses probably. like so that. Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, and JFK, and most likely George Bush Sr. were at the least bisexual. Do you think it was bisexual in the way that, uh, you know, like a 70s rock star was bisexual? Or do you think that they're legit bisexual? You know what I mean? I think, jo I think George Bush Sr. and, and people are going to get weird. I think Obama were both gay. Really? <laughs> so 
Okay, so let's say that's the that's what's happening. Is like this is this multi fucking trillion dollar organization. There's people all around the world trafficking drugs. They're working with them. They're trafficking children. Like they're working with all the top pimps and the whole thing. Okay, so to get back to the like some of the smaller things, the PizzaGate and like the Wayfair stuff are those real or is this like kind of almost fake stuff to make to make people go like oh as if but you're like uh, do you know what I mean? Because sometimes it feels like. Well- they There's put definitely these... some point to that. It's just like the Pizzagate thing's very interesting because I just did a whole a, a whole story, a, a podcast on it, a revisit of it. So what people don't realize about the Pizzagate thing is like there's a couple things that people put their hat on when they want to say it's not real. And the one is that uh, James Alphantis, and if you look at James Alphantis, which is a French name, and you look at the English translation, it is literally like, I love kids. Hand to God, <laughs> that is the translation. And Dude, the hot dog home, stuff was so funny when they had the White House and they're like, "We want five hot dogs. We need them young. We need, <laughs> we need." Yeah, and you're like, "Okay, what are you ordering?" Them. Or Obama orders like sixty thousand dollars worth of hot dog. I'm like, <laughs> "What are you buying everybody at Dodger Stadium a hot dog right now?" I mean, like, what are you doing? So I loved that. So the whole thing that they hold their hand on, their hat on, is that. People are like, oh, they're doing stuff with kids in the basement, right? Yeah. Well, and everyone's like, dude, Covet Ping Pong doesn't have a basement. Well, if you go to Metro Weekly in 2015, uh, James Alphantas talks about when they've harvested, which is a very interesting word, when they harvest all the tomatoes, they put them in cans and put them in the basement. He literally says it verbatim. There's a whole bunch of stuff. The guy who shot up the comic Ping Pong, do do you know that nobody got killed? No. Nobody got shot. Do you know that all the tra- all the cameras in the area got turned the other way? And when he walked in, do you know what he shot? What? The, the hard drive of the computer. He sh- that's uh, the only thing that got fucking shot was the hard drive of the computer. And this is now in this that guy. Store. What's that? This is in the pizza shop. This is the pizza shop. Now hold on one second. I'm gonna I'm gonna r- read something to you. Okay. Okay. Boom, 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 boom. Give me a moment, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um. No, there was a... By the way, you're going to get so much shit. This guy's a fucking crazy dude. He's talking dun-dun on his... Like, everybody wants me to talk. Um, I mean, there is something about it. It's like, it's... No one fucking knows the whole truth, but, like, you spend a lot of time thinking about it, and you're like, you know, I'm sure there's fucking some truth to what you're saying at the very least. Well, here's the whole thing, dude. This is what I always do when it comes to conspiracy, right? Um, What is the history to the best of our knowledge? Because, you know... What is the history of these people, this organization, this government? And then you go, who gets the money and who gets the power? If those line up, you're probably onto something. You okay. know, you're probably, because that's everything. Money and power. It's all about money. It's all about power. That's what's Norm- all about. And normal people are coming around, dude. I mean, I there's pretty, it was like a pretty popular thing on the internet being like, you know, uh, like there's a big pedophile ring and we need to stop this and stuff's coming out. So, it wasn't okay, even so like I want to show you something. This guy who shot it up. Okay. His name was Harry L. Walsh Jr. Okay. His father. Okay. Is Edgar Madison Walsh. So, okay. He has a production company. You know what the name of his production company is? The father. Kid fucking productions forever young. Forever Young, (laughs) which is... I love the connecting the dots stuff. (laughs) Here's a picture of him holding pizza. (laughs) So here's the thing. They both worked for an organization that was Protect a Child in Haiti 
right? Yeah. It was an organization that helped orphan children in Haiti. That's the oldest trick in the book, right? Now, do you know who funded this organization? Give me George Soros. <laughs> nope. The Clinton Global Initiative. Right. So the guy who works at an organization funded by the Clinton Global, Clinton Global Initiative walked in and shot up a fucking computer that might have some of the fucking evidence that something's going on. And dude, the, it's just that street that they're on is crazy, dude. And there's way more to it, dude. There's yeah, and then the Wayfair thing, do you, do you think that one was true? Well, at the worst, Where it's the money laundering. You, you were ordering at the, cabinets? At the, best, at the best, it's money laundering. Okay. So I, something I, I can't say on. 100%. And there is a chance it could be used to, you know, uh, yeah, as yeah. a smokescreen without yeah, a doubt. That's why it's a cabinet for $20,000 because they're, you know, they're that's that's how they pretend that they take all this drug money. In all I know is it. that Wayfair put out 30 different responses on why that happened. <laughs> really? They're bumbling? And dude, yeah. And whenever, <laughs> uh, whenever um, uh, what is that? Of that fact checking of Snopes, Snoops. Yeah. Whenever they tell you something, assume the opposite Fact-faking, is real. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah, you can't trust just that shit. Everybody comes, and when the media listen, when the, all the media collectively moves as one, just know whatever they're t- trying to convince you, the opposite is probably true. Dude, the craziest is with like Twitter and stuff where you can see it. They're like, they must think you're stupid because you go, it says this is trending at eight and this is trending at 12. And like, I can see how many retweets it is. Yeah. It's, uh, but okay, so let's even just take that for a second. And when you go to, I guess I'm sort of asking the same question different ways. But like, so at are you Twitter, investigate me for murder. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? They do when they do, they ask the, they ask the same question 13 times. I know. I'm, I'm doing the Jordan Peterson. So you're saying this is first 48? No, I guess. But I'm asking about different things. So I'm like at That's Twitter funny. when we talk about the you know the trending. So would it be people at Twitter that there's like a few people that know that are in charge of the trending and they kind of know to pump that down? Because has there ever been like a whistleblower at Twitter that's like, yeah, no, they told me to like suppress these certain things. Oh, I mean, at Google, it happened. You got to understand something. People do insanely awful shit for money. Yeah. You know, it's so hey, they have I, had whistleblowers that are like, you know, this this is they told me to fucking like get rid of this. Yeah. They come yeah. out and they get, sl- I mean, we've seen it over and over again. The fucking head of YouTube is like, yeah, people hate when we put mainstream news up front, but we don't care. We're going to keep doing it. You're like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then dude, it's people like, are always complaining about that. Here's the thing, dude. Some, some, some dudes, some scientists in the military created the internet. Okay. And they put it out and they thought it'd be a great way to be able to just pump in propaganda, but they didn't expect that their grandkids would fucking take the internet. Well, they didn't expect two things, the porn industry and their grandkids fucking taking the internet to a crazier place that (laughs) they don't even understand. So people like Hillary, she doesn't really know how the internet works. She tries to pander to it on a base level. She's like, what do we like women? I got it. She's surrounded by yes. People who don't tell her what the, so that's why she shows up and she's like, I'm going to make an appearance and let everybody know. I don't care. She doesn't see the 9 million responses that she's like a horrible, horrible <laughs> yeah, human yeah, being. You're, fucking prost- you're prostituting children. Yeah. Okay. So, and I know you only got an hour, so I'll let you go. But the one thing I did want to, like, so for you doing all this stuff and as have, what's the, been the repercussions for you? Has there been like, you know, I know you've gotten some stuff demonetized, like have people, yeah, 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 dude. what have and you what, dealt with? Like personally, because you've kind of opened up about all this shit over the last like four or five years or even longer, but well, you know what, man? Uh, 
In the land of the shiny objects, nobody likes a guy who kicks around with steel toe boots on. You know what I'm saying? Fuck so no, it's yeah. Like, you know? So uh, here's the thing. When when I started doing tinfoil hat very early, you know. How long has it been going on for now? I would it's like it's like 2017, I think it started. Okay. And, you know, I, I I like most conspiracy theorists, I get very, uh, I get very, I, 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 I'm wide open to all this information. You know, yeah. I've seen all this shit and I want to tell everybody. And there's this giant pushback, man. And, you know, one guy who's a good friend and we made up got physical with me. And believe me, when I say physical, it's a white boy fight. No, fuck you, Chad. Fuck you, Chad. <laughs> fuck you. You know, it's like, but yeah. it, it was physical. Um, you throw the first punch. You throw the first punch. Yeah, 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 right. So it, it was just like, it, it, they get really weird, man. They get really weird. People laugh at me. Uh, you know, but luckily, uh, you know, with some of the bigger names, I always had a really good name with because, like, I, I always try yeah, to be 100% like, yeah. authentic with people and honest and be a real one with people. So they appreciate that. Now everybody just like, Triple is right, Triple is right, Triple is right. But now I'm yeah. moving away from conspiracy. Not that I don't care. I enjoy talking about it. I'll always do tinfoil hat. But now I'm moving into spirituality and like what, like when right. you do conspiracy, dude, it always leads to spirituality. Now, going back to what some of the ramifications, okay, within one week, I had all four of the major texts fuck with my shit, which I took pride. It's like in the same week, like, like they gave you the Alex Jones, like all, all at once. A different, not, not the same treatment as Alex Jones, but fuck with me in some way. So uh, Apple stopped. Uh, Apple basically said for the two weeks in a row, nobody listened to my podcast. You know, when you go, oh, they see, just didn't put the views on. They said, nope, nobody's listening to it. That's I'm like, up. okay. Uh, I got uh, demonetized by um by uh youtube facebook said i couldn't post did they give on you strikes my fan first page or did they just take it down what did they give you strikes first or is it just straight out of the gate they just demonetized it they just like dude i i dude my twitter got taken away with no they didn't even tell me what the tweet i usually get told what the tweet is yeah never they didn't even tell me what the tweet <laughs> and they didn't even let me fight back so twitter like just that. took yours away you just disappeared yep oh man so, they, yeah, they can really, you know, these places can really mess with you, eh? Well, you know, like, say whatever you want about Owen Benjamin. I guess he won a giant case against Patreon, and they might be in deep shit. Uh, because yeah. they took away some, they took away his page based on something he did somewhere else, not on his pay on their on their site. So I think they just lost, man. I keep I hearing think- different things about that because the, the same as uh, the other one where it's like half the people said that's what happened, and then some people are like, no, he won a case that he can make another case or whatever. So I don't know. I keep hearing different it's things. It's interesting, about- dude. Um, but in terms of what the comics are, dude, let me tell you something, dude. You know, Louis C.K. went and performed, and uh, Judd Apatow. Well, I have no problem with it as a person. I have no pro- I want him and his family to live a wonderful, peaceful life. I wish nothing but happiness to them. But Judd Apatow, who's a weekend warrior at this, shows up when he wants to. So I putting out tweets telling people about how the rules of comedy are. Yeah. And I go, dude, you use a fucking cheat code. We all fucking know it. Don't tell us who live and died this. Well, he was like, our- kind of got Sam Hyde's show canceled. Yeah, well, dude, I fucking took it to him, and I or guarantee they looked around it. and tried to figure out how they could get rid of me, and they couldn't. I have a pirate ship. What's the point of having a pirate <laughs> yeah. ship if you can't raid a couple motherfuckers? The only place you could have <laughs> fucked with me was at the comedy store, and I'm OG there. 
and hell would break loose if they fucking and not that they would that's nothing comic store is a wonderful place but if there was something you try to exert something hell would break loose because i treat everybody like gold from peasant yeah. to president you know what i'm saying so there's nothing they can do that's why I, I mean, like I called Amy Schumer a cunt. They fucking put me in a seventy-day fucking. Uh, oh really? You Twitter. got reprimanded? Oh, oh that. Oh, yeah, I thought you were talking about the store. I was like, what? Apparently, no, no. At the on Twitter, apparently okay. you can call somebody a pedophile, like or a rapist, with no credit, no, no evidence. Yeah, but, but, you can't but call if you call a somebody a cunt with fucking <laughs> decades of evidence, all of a sudden you're fucking. You're, I got you're pages done. of proof. <laughs> that's amazing, dude. Well, you know, I remember Patrice on the other side. That's interesting. You're saying you get away from it. He, I remember him saying that, like, you know, he was getting too deep into conspiracies that, like, he was not being funny anymore. So I had to like step away from it. So there's probably a bit of that too, where you kind of well, you just you can get, you know, you dude, here's get the too thing. into you the can't... game. And you... Sorry, I cut you off. Go on. No, that's it. Yeah, I was just in that quote, but it was just, dude. Here's the truth. You can't save anybody. You want to. Outside of kids, I'll always fight for kids. Yeah. Right? I'll, I'll do these marches. I'll, I'll do shows on this fucking child sex trafficking crap because they can't have anybody. Def- I have these two babies. I'm like, yeah, I saw I the march. That was cool. Anybody would hurt them, you know? Right. But there are monsters out there. So outside of that, I can't save anybody. I'm in a namaste. I'm really getting into Buddhism and I let go. So if you want to talk conspiracies with me, man, I'll talk with you. I'm not gonna, right. I'm not interested in arguing anymore. But if you want to be like, hey, you, like you did, hey, what's up with this? What's up with that? Yeah, yeah. I'll do that all day. Give me this but scoop. I can't save anybody. Can't I save gotcha. anybody. gotcha. Well, I'm, I'm pumped to go to your comedy club because you had the dojo in L.A., and yeah. that's kind of closing down, right? Or, or temporarily? Well, the, the building, we don't know what's going on at the building. Okay. But that's where it's a jump start. And that's why and you we're gonna, guys have started this. If everything goes according to plan, we're going to put you them all have... over the place. Oh, fuck. So this is like the first next one that you st- you guys have started in New Jersey. And I'm Yeah, doing... we're trying. You know, it's a work in progress, and it's a tiny club. We're going to see how it goes. And then our goal is yeah. just to find, turn little, make little fight clubs all over the place. Our goal is Very to cool. create a system in which comics can make more money. Like I'm learning this, dude. It's like during this pandemic, it's been very hard. So, so, you know, it's hard to make the money you can, but dude, once you get in a place and your show is on its way, dude, once you get Thanks, to that man. place, dude, you're going to be able to start selling your own tickets. And that's where the real money is. Yeah. That is the, I mean, Lou Spears is uh, he's like kind of like the Andrew Schultz of Australia. He's like super cool, dude. He's been giving me like advice on different things. And he even said, he was like, dude, the best model is do all of your stuff. Don't worry about the money. And once a year, they'll buy a $20 ticket from you. <laughs> yeah. Dude, just throw, that's why I like, I'm a crazy person, dude. I'm a crazy person. <laughs> yeah. I like, dude, if, if I didn't do all these shows, people like you do, you're doing so many shows. It's like, I would just be talking to myself to be honest with you. <laughs> so I might as well oh, just put a on? camera yeah, in front of my recording? face. Yeah. You might as well. Right? So, that's what it is. So, uh, you know, and eventually people like, especially during this pandemic, I went really hard on it because I knew people needed entertainment. Yeah. So uh, okay. I want you to meet my co-host. My okay. New we show, got the dude. co-host here. This is my new co-host. This is like her 30th podcast. <laughs> yeah. And she loves seeing her face, dude. She loves it. And she loves talking. Daddy, talk. what's a deep state? <laughs> she, this is. This is her, ghost. And her she's first a words podcasting were... <laughs> veteran. How many episodes do you have? Uh, this is the twenty sixth. Okay, uh, she's done, all, on the she's done more podcasts than you've done episodes. Ah. Yeah, this is who she is, dude. First words. She's gonna be the Tiger Woods of podcasting, dude. She's oh hell be like, yeah, dude! They're gonna see her do picture. I'm sorry, the audio's got to be weird of a baby just talking baby, but trust me, she just told you the truth about the universe, and when you get the the fucking. 
you get the tablets, okay? The tablets, which will tell you exactly the truth. You'll realize she dropped some serious knowledge right there. Hell yeah. All right. Sam Tripoli, Tinfoil Hat Podcast at the real Sam Tripoli, right? No, not okay. So it's Ronan, Sam, track. It's Ronan Sam Tripoli on Twitter. And then Ronan, Sammy Buddha is my backup to my backup because then they're coming okay. for that one. So, you know. Oh, I saw you posted about the backup. On Twitter, which is hilarious. <laughs> but Ryan, you're great, dude. I think, dude, I'm telling you, man, you're like, you are, uh, you are in the mode of Bill Hicks and George Carlin, what you're doing, dude. Oh, dude. It's incredibly, that's... you know, it's like, it's just weird because the, pe- the, the, the pendulum swings, dude, you know, yeah. it's just like, you Everyone... know, rail- you know, George Carlin rallying against this, this, the pendulum swings. And now you're, you're kind of rallying, rallying against the kids and the grandkids of who George Carlin. Well, people always against. use George Carlin for both sides. I always think it's so funny. People will be like, here's Carlin saying, oh, Dice was making fun of the wrong people. I go, yeah, here's him saying PC culture is like authoritarianism and masquerade manners. But you're like, he was just talking about a different side at the time. It's still the same principles. Yeah, you know, punching up and punching down is the dumbest fucking Stupidest thing. And thing you know ever. who loves to do that? White women who are on top of the fucking pyramid. <laughs> White like, women are on the who you club. are. It's so stupid. I in Chicago, it's like, dude, Chicago's a weird city. Like, there's like, dude, there's no more fucking entitled human being than a a, a white female comic from Chicago. I've never had <laughs> more awful experiences with 20 year old girls bouncing around, shaking their ass on stage, giving me lectures on what's right and wrong. Oh, that's all they fucking do. Yeah, college and, kid and mentality is annoying, period. But guys are a little more, uh, they have to stand back, so the girls are doing all the annoyingness right now. Yeah, right, <laughs> because th- 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 there's nobody's checking them. They're just right. like, I can do it, I want to, because this society. And, dude, they're punching up and punching, and they'll tell you about punching down like they know who you are and they know your story. And, like, they and understand, they you know, who your targets are. They go, oh, you're making fun of this, like, underprivileged person. I'm making fun of you, you stupid idiot. Yeah, you <laughs> dumb twat. Right? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I love it. Thank you, I'm buddy. raising two really entitled girls. No, dude, they're going to be great. Uh, God help. <laughs> God help comedy when these two get, because their mom is even fucking, she cuts even harder than I do, this woman. Dude, right. so they got two parents that are just fucking vicious. I mean, dude, I can't wait to see Bonnie McFarlane's kid do stand-up. Imagine having your yeah. mom is Bonnie McFarlane, your dad is Rich Voss. Like, how fucking deadly is that kid going to be? Oh, they're going to be beasts. <laughs> Hell yeah, she dude. She loves talking to you, Ryan. She loves beards, by the way, which... Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, she, you know, all I say is better than black my, uh, Am I chick, right, everybody? Uh, is, am I right, everybody? My chick is I call her my beard. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, right, nice to meet you. Ryan, keep Ryan. up the great work, man. You're killing it, dude. It's all going to pay off, dude. I appreciate and everything. Ryan, you're, the, most. you're the best, dude. Don't fucking go on anybody else's shit. Do your own shit, dude. You're going to be like in the Andrew Schultz shit. Just create that shit and it will all come, dude. Don't sign up and don't let anybody ever, don't ever have somebody that can give you fucking notes on your content. That Never. will only fucking ruin it. Stay in the pocket. Can I give out a date real quick? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, if you're in LA, August 22nd is going to be the March Against Child Sex Trafficking. Oh, it's yeah. at 10 a.m. on Hollywood and Vine. If you can come out the last time, it was packed. I, could, yeah, I thought it was going to cool. be me and my buddies. It was packed. And then I'm going to be at 
at this is one of my favorite comedy clubs to play in Appleton, Wisconsin. I'm gonna be at the Skyline Comedy Cafe, dude. Now Appleton, Wisconsin has the record for the l- largest per ca- most uh, alcoholism of any co- any county in in um in the United States. So if you're in Appleton or Wisconsin, September uh, 10th to the 12th, I'm out there. Come see me. Come get weird. The real Sam Tripoli. Thanks, buddy. You're the best. See you soon. You're the best. Great show, dude.